Hello and welcome to Pastor and People. This is Isaac Adams and I am sitting here with Christy Anyabwile and Thabiti Anyabwile. What's good, man? What's good, man? Two NC State alums. Yes. That's right. That's right. It's not back. too late for you. Or you can go to undergraduate school and get a real degree. No, no. <laughs> I took real classes at UNC. <laughs> at UNC? Yeah. No, I've seen the transcripts of UNC athletes. Uh, we, we know those are not real classes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we... Um, if you were with us last time, you know we had a nice trip down memory lane uh, that was useful and edifying. I really enjoyed that. Um, but we are here in the Pastor and People podcast talking about how pastors can work with their people. People can work with their pastors mm-hmm. for their mutual joy in the Lord, their edification, the building up of the church, uh, and the spread of the gospel, the spread of God's glory. Mm-hmm. And in that, we've been talking about shepherding women in this series, and uh, we're drawing this to a close. Uh, But throughout this series, we've talked about appropriate discipleship relationships. We've looked at Titus 2 and caring for the older women. We've talked about appropriate boundaries as well. Uh, What are good boundaries between pastors and their people and and pastors and their and the women in the church and what are inappropriate boundaries and how are those boundaries, how do they blur together? How are those boundaries transgressed? Mm -hmm. And now I want to talk about getting women on mission. So we've, we've referred to this in the last couple episodes of giving our sisters meaningful ways to serve in the church so that they might flourish, Mm -hmm. right? This is what God is about, our, our flourishing for his glory. And he doesn't, he doesn't want to see women domineered in the church, certainly not abused in the church. Uh, rather, he wants to see all of us come to fruition, come to holiness and maturity in Christ and those things. So I want to talk about getting beyond the nursery, uh, getting women on mission. And I do, and I think we would all agree on the clarification. What we are not saying is that the nursery is not a part of the mission. Mm-hmm. Or that it's not... It's not important. It's not significant. What we are saying, I think, and please correct me, that's what the portion is about, is that the nursery isn't the only mission or the only aspect of the mission of God um, for women and for sisters in the church. So, Christy, why don't I kick it to you? Any thoughts on that, giving sisters meaningful ways to flourish in the church? Yeah. Um, I think that kind of... Um, the foundation is to start with who women are, um, create an image of God, and um, create it to nurture. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean um, children for all women. doesn't necessarily mean children's ministry <laughs> in the local church. Um, but just, you know, as women generally have that, you know, tendency toward nurturing, um, to give opportunities for that within the local church, whether that is in discipling relationships, ordering younger women, whether that is in um, relationships uh, like with with senior saints who may not be, um, you know, closely attached to the church or, or serving in ways like that. It could be sound ministry, music ministry. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the you know, in terms of practical things. Um, you know, we could we could probably come up with a list all day, list long, all day long. You know, and think of things. But I think um, in one category would be the idea of um, just using who women are as nurturers, um, and just being you know creatively thinking about how they might serve out of out of that um, out of that um, just 
character trait or just God-given, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, part of who we are. Um, I think also just in our uh, helper role, thinking about that, and um, particularly for women who are married, um, I think sometimes we underestimate or under or sometimes we minimize uh, the role of a wife in a marriage. That's meaningful ministry. Mm-hmm. So I hear a lot of young women with, who are newly married or who have young children, then they kind of beat themselves up because they don't have a ministry in the church. Mm-hmm. And no, actually, your ministry mm-hmm. <laughs> is to serve and to love and to be a suitable helper to your husband. Mm-hmm. That's the most meaningful ministry you can probably have in church if you're married. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same for for your children. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you know, a young woman uh, with uh, young children, um, and all you have time for is to keep your family prayed up and fed and clothed and um, cared for spiritually, that's enough. Mm. As a matter of fact, most women are quite burnt out just Mm. in those roles. So I don't think women should feel um, unfruitful or underutilized Mm. if they are concentrating on the primary roles the Lord has given them in the home. Um, and that being a way to serve the body as a, as a whole, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, I think also just in um, evangelism that, uh, you know, that women, all, of, all Christians are called to, you know, make disciples and to teach disciples. So being active in evangelism mm-hmm. in the church um, and... I mean, I could go on, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, well, that yeah. even reminds me of what we were saying last time, that the Great Commission is not restricted to men. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, it just seems like there's so many things that need to be corrected in these conversations, uh, and particularly uh, among those of us who believe in the Bible's teaching about the roles of men and women in the home and in the church. Um, so Christy is striking at a couple of them. One of them, for example, is... The notion that caring for your family and your home is somehow not a part of the mission. Mm-hmm. When the Bible sort of ties those things together really tightly. So mm-hmm. in Titus chapter 2, which we've touched on so often, the older women teach the younger women all the various ways to care for their husband and children and mm-hmm. how to live chaste, godly lives themselves. And then the text make it, makes it very explicit in verse 5, who do all those things mm-hmm. that the word of God may not be reviled. Mm-hmm. In other words, the way a woman ministers to her family actually is an apologetic for the Word of God. It beautifies the Word of God, and it prevents the Word of God from being slandered by unbelievers, Mm. right? Um, That's meaningful. There's not much that's more meaningful than the protection and the promulgation of the Word of God, right? Mm -hmm. So we've got to correct that. Uh, we got to correct the notion, as you were just saying, that the Great Commission is somehow the Great Male Commission. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that it falls to male disciples and not all disciples together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I think in our zeal to protect the office of elder and to protect the, the preaching office from um, sort of inappropriate um, occupants, um, we then start to just sort of push out further and further and further that fence, not not just around the pulpit and the elder office, but push that fence out so far mm-hmm. that that women are walking on this thin patch of ground mm-hmm. around the fence 
that that really takes away their freedoms. That mm-hmm. fence takes away freedoms that Christ gives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so getting women on mission um, needs to look like everything that men do, mm-hmm. with the exception of the couple of things that the Bible says women shouldn't do. Right. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. and and we don't have the conversation that way. We mm-hmm. we sort of have the conversation in the negative. What can't women do? What shouldn't they do? Mm-hmm. And I would suggest that's just not life giving to our sisters, mm-hmm. and it's not. It, it doesn't. It doesn't sort of lead to flourishing, mm-hmm. and it gives room for a lot of chauvinism. Mm-hmm. Honestly, mm-hmm. masquerading as complementarity mm-hmm. uh, is just not right. Here's the other thing I said we need to correct. It's not something we correct on behalf of sisters. Directly, I think we need to correct it in, in the thinking of men. Mm-hmm. That when Christy says that the, the the home is the primary place of ministry for women, it's also the primary place of ministry for men. Amen. Mm-hmm. So First Timothy chapter three and Titus one mm-hmm. makes leading your own household well a prerequisite right. to ministry outside the household. Right. right? Um, and so again, there are just ways that have crept up in our thinking about this that. Uh, maybe we need to step back and, and, and rethink and mm. check so that we don't sort of tilt left or right too much and, mm. and find ourselves out of balance. So I, I was just want to say, everything that is the mission of a church, women are called to participate in in appropriate ways. Mm. Uh, so you put everything on the table, mm. and then you say, when we come to clear passages that that restrict or modify or remove something, then that that's the thing that we remove. Mm. And in this case, the only thing I can think of is um, pastoral leadership in the church mm-hmm. and and the, 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 the preaching office that, that mm-hmm. the preaching responsibility that goes with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so but beyond that, generally I think we should be blowing wind into the cells of our mm-hmm. sisters uh, to go forth and make disciples mm-hmm. uh, and spread the glory of Christ in the home and beyond. Mm-hmm. I think just um, <clears throat> on that point about not excluding, um, men from that focus on the home. I think not in, not excluding singles as well. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes singles think that because I'm not married, you know, that I don't necessarily need to have this mm-hmm. focus on the home. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, the same principles apply. Um, and so it opens up ministry for singles as well in the way of hospitality and serving others in their home that they may not, uh, you know, they may not think about um, if they don't give priority um, to um, the, the keeping of their home in that sense. Because mm-hmm. well, so, yeah, if you're not doing that as a single, it's going to be harder. Yeah. Uh, you got much more to catch up on when you then get married, yeah. Lord willing. Yeah. Uh, so you should, all of us, single male, single fe- female, mm-hmm. if we're adult, working, we left mom and dad's home, uh, we need to recognize we have a home right. and we need to be building that home and, and nurturing that home even if it's just us singly at the time, there's still things that need to be established in the way of routines and mm-hmm. habits uh, that we pray are preparatory to marriage for those who desire it mm-hmm. and family for those who desire it. Yeah. 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 So we need to be faithful wherever we are Amen. with what God has given us and the task God has given us. And in this conversation, I think what's come up uh, is the division of the home from the church, in a sense, and in that thinking that, okay, the church is the place of ministry and then the home is whatever, the chill spot, maybe in the, the male's mind. I mean, the mom is certainly not thinking that. <laughs> right. I ain't chilling right. all that. Right, right. right. Uh, but how we can Church then, is a chill spot. <laughs> <laughs> right. We can drop off. <laughs> right. That's right, that's right, that's right. 
Uh, but T, as you were talking, Chrissy, as you were talking, I just, again, I thought of Ephesians 6, where Paul clearly outlines um, instructions for the home. And he says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Uh, then he goes on and he speaks specifically to fathers. So fathers just dishing the responsibility to the women. He says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And T, I love how you talked about as well, uh, though, though we might restrict women from preaching, that does not mean they're not involved in the ministry of the word, because as you pointed out, their lives and are an apologetic for the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in correcting those thinking and, and all this thinking, how can we then talk about this in our churches to help correct the thinking? So I know you all were talking about in your church, you do a specific group with the older ladies. So I'm not talking about that necessarily, even though I think that's a testament to this thinking Lord willing, being corrected. Uh, but how else can we talk about these things uh, and emphasize these things so that we're not just making the preaching of the word, which does take the bulk of the service, the main thing, mm-hmm. but so that we are making uh, these other avenues in the home uh, the, the main thing. And as you will think, one thing I can just think of is mentioning it in the preaching of the word. Yeah. Uh, as it comes up in the text, but any other ways, and I'm just, I'm asking here. Well, I, if I can back up for a second yeah. and um, maybe suggest that part of what we ought to clarify in this conversation and our thinking is what is the mission of a church, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so if, if we envision that the mission of a church is kind of to gather on Sundays and to hear the word preached and maybe some non-Christians come and they get saved and maybe some super spiritual people do the work of evangelism. If, that, if, we, if we have that view, which I want to argue is a small view, mm-hmm. um, then it makes all of these problems more acute mm-hmm. because it's just sort of, you know, okay, well, only only qualified men preach and only men can lead in the church mm-hmm. and there's not much left, right? Because the mission has been shrunk in that sense. Mm-hmm. But if we say, no, the mission is, the mission is that, and it's a lot more actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it touches not just on church and home, but also vocation, mm-hmm. right? That we are to live peaceful, quiet lives in all godliness in, in whatever callings that we have received from the Lord. So uh, if I'm an attorney, I'm supposed to bear witness in my law firm. Mm-hmm. If I'm on the police force, I'm supposed to bear witness in the, on the police force. Um, and we begin to sort of think about uh, the mission as something we carry out mm-hmm. in all of our callings, Um Christian, husband, wife, children, um, vocation, church community. Well, then we have a much broader thing to begin to think about. So just, uh, Christy, the other day, uh, had a, a Sunday afternoon, uh, you call it um, soup, salads, and sweets. Um, I didn't invite a brother. You forgot the sisters part. Yeah. Yeah. Sisters. sisters. Soup, salad, and sweets. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, okay. I should have been there. I should have got the sweets. <laughs> I had that salad. Um, but, but she just had an open conversation with, with a good number of ladies from the church, 30, 40 ladies from the church, on feminism. Yeah. You know, and um, what that began to elicit were concerns about not just feminism or womanism proper, but how women are treated in the society mm-hmm. and the role that women should have and the church should have 
vis-a-vis caring for women and protecting women and pursuing justice for women Mm -hmm. in the society. And all of a sudden, we were, they were easing into, they tell me, they didn't let me in, (laughs) they were easing into a conversation about vocation. Mm -hmm. You see, our discipling of people sort of has to go with people wherever they live, Mm -hmm. right? And wherever they live, there the mission of God needs to be carried out Mm -hmm. in evangelism primarily, uh, but also in, in vocation and um, if you want to use the phrase of culture making right. and, and things of that sort, all those other things in which our lives bear witness to the to the decaying culture and world around us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need a big understanding, I think, of mission. Then we can have a big understanding of the various ways women right, yeah. are, can be on mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think in um, a lot of churches, um, women have been so conditioned to question every potential ministry opportunity can women do this can women do that mm-hmm. that i just think is the wrong question mm-hmm. <laughs> to to kind of start with when it comes to you know the the breadth of ministry opportunities for women in the church so rather than can women do how about what you know a more broad question um how can i be active in mm-hmm. you know something like that where it's not you know, it's not like, okay, how, how tight is the fence? Right, and, right. you know, how can I push on a little bit? But, man, it's broad. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> look I'll at all this room it. I have, yeah, mm-hmm. to to wander. So just kind of changing how, um, changing just the climate, I guess, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm speaking of, of the church where women don't feel like they have to question their ability mm-hmm. to minister, um, but just explore avenues for ministry if that makes mm-hmm. sense in terms mm-hmm. of difference yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. so so one way we might put this uh, is women can do and should do not just can mm-hmm. should do everything the Bible says disciples should do mm-hmm. and nothing that the Bible says um, a, a female disciple should not do mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so so the whole Bible is there it's right. their playground right mm-hmm. live it out Mm-hmm. Um, and and pursue it as a disciple of Christ. Uh, realize there's no mistake you're a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a second-class citizen thing to be a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your participation in the mission of God is not limited to the things that happen from 10 to 12 mm-hmm. on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's the rest of the week in the world mm-hmm. in which to also bear witness and to carry forth the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do everything that a disciple is commanded to do. Um, and nothing that, and since we're talking about women, uh, a female disciple uh, is forbidden to do mm-hmm. by the scripture. Mm-hmm. And that's just another way of saying live under the lordship of Christ wherever he takes you. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And just being, I think, being um, careful how we, uh, sometimes people say, you know, well, I go to church and all I see is men up front. Mm-hmm. Well, if your goal as a woman is to be up front, mm-hmm. I think there's another kind of dynamic at mm-hmm. play in the heart that's not service, mm-hmm. um, but maybe something more more prideful, more selfish, more, you know, wanting to put yourself out there in some way. Um, I, I, you know, you hear it from, from guys, too, like, you know, well, um, you know, if I only see women up front, well— up front, a very specific thing is happening at a point in time. Mm-hmm. The whole rest of ministry is happening mm-hmm. outside of that, you know, outside of that window. Mm-hmm. So you can't really judge um, the role of women or the breadth of ministry opportunities for women 
by just looking at mm-hmm. the worship service time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that person is thinking that way is probably struggling with pride and probably struggling with a bad definition of what ministry is. Mm-hmm. 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 A bad definition of ministry mm-hmm. because ministry is not defined by what happens up front. And it's too, it's, it's a problem of our own making in so many respects yeah. uh, because we have made our gatherings to be uh, entertainment center mm-hmm. and we've made our gatherings to be sort of personality driven very often mm-hmm. uh, and we've made our gatherings to be places where status is achieved mm-hmm. um, and so not, not all of that or any of that necessarily has been intentional uh, but it really has happened and so everybody's eyes are drawn to up front mm-hmm. and everybody's heart sometimes is mm-hmm. grasping mm-hmm. for what's up front mm-hmm. when actually you know he who would be first among you must be servant of all mm-hmm. and um and so we, we need our servants up front mm-hmm. and um we need to be less about what's happening up front in that sense mm-hmm. and more about what's going on in the the entirety of our lives mm-hmm. yeah. um if we're really going to be on mission mm-hmm. and um, find that fulfilling really. mm-hmm. well in all of in all of this and in this whole series, I mean, that's we've talked about so many things and so many things uh, to correct. And I know we would all emphasize that there is grace. And that's mm-hmm. not to that is not to say there's grace, so don't worry about it. But mm-hmm. there is to say, uh, and it's it's a phrase I've heard um, a lot is that don't underestimate what you can change in ten years, and overestimate what you can change in one. Mm-hmm. You know, and all that mm-hmm. to say, don't don't leave this podcast and then say, "Well, I'm wiping the whole morning roster of who's going to sit sit up front or stand up front." But all that to say, I think there's going to be a lot of patience required of these of correcting this thinking, and a lot of prayer and a lot of wisdom mm-hmm. uh, given the things you've said. So. Chrissy, I'd like to just turn it to you if you could just close us out in prayer. Unless there's something uh, we else we want to refer to, if you could just close us in prayer that the Lord would give us all, men and women, brothers and sisters, um, you know, fathers and daughters in the church, uh, wisdom for these things, patience for these things, uh, just as we've thought about this whole series from uh, abuse to proper boundaries to uh, Titus 2, Ephesians, these different things we've looked at in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Uh because at the end of the day, you know, one might listen to this and say, who is sufficient? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the point, you know, that's so right. that God mm-hmm. might be glorified Amen. in all the earth. And uh, as you say, T, so that our vision and our, our mission and our purpose is so much larger than mm-hmm. what man is doing mm-hmm. for 40 minutes in a pulpit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that the church is yours. Mm-hmm. Lord, we thank you that you are Lord over heaven and earth, all that you've created, Lord, and that you are Lord over uh, your church. We don't take any ownership of it, Lord. Uh, We are just um, fellow gatherers who together make up one body in Christ. We pray, Lord, that you would give us wisdom and grace Um, to be the family that you've called us to be, to be those hands and feet and eyes, Lord, that together um, make the body uh, to function as it should so that the needs of each part um, are met and so that each part serves the needs of another. Uh, Lord, we know that we are as Isaac said, insufficient for these things. 
but we know that your grace is sufficient and that you pour out your grace to us, Lord, as we try to faithfully uh, navigate uh, life on this earth until you come and take us home to you and to be with you in glory. And so, Father, we thank you that um, because it's your church, you, Lord, have promised to preserve her, protect her, guide her, Lord. Um, we know that your church is not uh, threatened, finally. And um, and so we rest in that, Lord. Uh, we rest in the fact that you are working out your good purposes um, in your body and um, in the body of Christ. And we thank you for that and um, acknowledge our dependence upon you in that. Um, but as we're here in this fallen sinful world, we know that there are challenges, there are problems um, with people and with pastor. Mm. And so, Lord, we pray that you would protect your people, that um, in particular women would feel um, honored and served and um, protected, and they would feel that the fields are wide for them to be fruitful mm. and faithful in the ministries that you call us to. And we pray for pastors, Lord, that they would be careful shepherds, mm. that they would be faithful shepherds, that they would be wise and circumspect, Lord. Mm. And we pray that in all our doings, either as um, church members or as, as pastors or leaders, Lord, that we would be seeking to bring honor and glory to your name. Uh, Lord, we love you because you first loved us and gave yourself for us, Lord. And we know that you um, are preparing for yourself that perfected bride. Mm. And we just pray, Lord, that we would be ready when you come. Um, so, Lord, continue uh, to do your work in our hearts individually. Do your work in our local assemblies collectively. Do your work in your body as a whole around the world, Lord, so that men and women and boys and girls would be coming, flooding um, to you uh, through repentance and faith. Grow your church, Lord. Grow your kingdom. Um, build your body, Lord, and uh, prepare your bride. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.